0: Well, uh, my name is Gabe Jenkins. I've been a pastor here at New Life for 12 years. For eight years, I was serving in the children's ministry. That was a wild adventure. And uh, and then for the last four years, I've been serving in the the men's ministry. And so I'm the men's pastor here at New Life North. And uh, Josh texted me yesterday. He said, uh, JC's in the hospital. Can you share tomorrow morning? At New Life Young Adults, we're starting a series on relationships. So, whatever you want to talk about regarding relationships, and so I, I just started praying and and uh, thinking about that. And what I want to do this morning, and I hope this is really practical, but what I want to do is share three things that I wish I knew when I was a young adult navigating the path to marriage. Now, how many of you are married? Wow, look at that. How many of you are not married? Okay. How many of you came this morning because you want to be married? Oh, you guys are playing it cool. Come on now, let's be honest. You guys are playing it cool again, the guys. No, not me. I want to introduce my wife, Ashley. Where is she at? Is she... Uh, She's right there in the back. So everybody say hi, Ashley. She gave me instructions this morning, and she said, Gabe, don't embarrass me. Do not embarrass me. So I'm going to embarrass her at the end of the the message this morning. Uh, Okay, let's just jump in. Three things I wish I would have known when I was a young adult navigating the path to marriage. But first, we better pray, right? We better make this official. So, Father, thank you so much. You're, you're here. You're among us. You are with us. Your presence is here. Give us ears to hear what you're saying today. Give us eyes to see. Give us hearts that can discern and understand specifically what you want us to hear this morning. Father, I thank you for every man and woman here. You have knit them together. You have created them for such a purpose. You have breathed the breath of life into each person. And we thank you. I thank you so much for every person in the room this morning. In Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. Okay, the first thing I wish I would have realized. When I was a young adult, and some, yeah, I've got some gray hair coming in here because my wife reminds me often that I'm not a young adult anymore. She said, Gabe, you know you're getting older. So I'm 36 years old, and uh, when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, I found myself with a strong desire to get married, to find the right woman, and to start a family together, and I was so excited, and I was praying and praying, and the first thing I started to realize is that God's plan was different than my plan. And so I had this plan. I had this expectation of what I thought it was going to look like for me to meet the right woman to get married and start a family. And I thought, okay, I'm going to meet this woman in college. And then right after we graduate, we're going to get married. And then a couple years later, we're going to have our first child. And then we'll be off and running with family life. And meanwhile, God was smiling, saying, oh, yeah, tell me about your plan. And so God God was revealing to me, Gabe, this is not about your plan. This is not about your expectation. This is about the plan that I have for your life. And so I had to learn as a young adult that God's plan truly was better than the plan I had concocted in my mind and in my heart. You know, Proverbs 3, this is such a a powerful passage of scripture. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Submit to him and he will make your paths straight. That's easier said than done, right? But if you think about the season of life that you're in, I'm sure many of you, you have a plan of what you think the future is going to look like or what you hope the future looks like. And in the same way that God was smiling at me, I think he's smiling at you saying, okay, my plan is better. Will you trust me? Will you submit to me? Will you trust me? Will you trust my timing? Will you trust that I am so engaged in your life? I'm working behind the scenes in ways that you don't even realize right now. But you have to trust me. You have to trust me. I know one of the things that often happens in this season of life is it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and where they're at. And the same thing happened to me when I was a senior. I would look around at my buddies, and many of them were in serious relationships, and they were on the path to marriage. And I felt this this pressure. I felt this tension. I was like, "Wow, I'm behind. I'm behind the game here." I remember telling one of my friends, "I said, man, we're seniors. Like, we have a few months before we uh, we're gonna miss the game here. If we got to find a wife." And again, God is just smiling, saying, okay. But I want to strongly encourage you, don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself with where other people are at, your friends. Because God has a unique journey for you. Amen? He has a unique path for you. And what he's doing in you and what he's forming in you is different than what he's doing in your friends. So put the blinders on, so to speak. Lock eyes with Jesus, and begin to trust that he is going to lead you so well as you navigate this season of life. So trust in his plan and be patient. Yeah, I just said the P word, patient. How many of you, if you're honest, would have a hard time with being patient? It's like, God, come on, can you speed it up here? But looking back, now that I'm 36, but looking back when I was 22 and 23, I would tell that version of myself, the 22-year-old, hey, chill out. Be patient. It's going to work out. Not according to your plan, but according to God's plan and God's timing. Okay, here's the second thing I wish I would have realized when I was in this season of life. I wish I would have realized that God was so committed to preparing me to be a husband. Because I honestly, I was really focused on characteristics that I was looking for in a wife. And I had people tell me, Gabe, here's what you need to do. Make a list of all of the characteristics that you want in a future wife. What is your desire? And so I started writing these down. And I think there's some merit to that. But here's the problem with that. We get so focused on what we're looking for that we neglect, we overlook what God is wanting to do in us to prepare us to be a husband or a wife. And when we look at the scriptures, it is undeniable that we have a God who is fiercely committed to preparing his people for what he knows is coming. I mean... All of the people in Scripture, God prepared them. He took them through a very intentional process to get them ready for what was coming. Think about David as an example. David was anointed king. And then God took him through this really long season of preparing him to be king. And one of the ways God prepared David, he had him out in the field. He had him way out in the middle of nowhere hanging out with sheep. I'll bet you David was like, whoa, God, have you forgotten about me? And again, God is smiling, saying, you're right where I want you. And I believe that's a word for some of you. Maybe you feel like you're, you, God has left you out. But I believe what he wants to say to you, you are right where he wants you. He hasn't forgotten about you, and he never will forget about you. Trust in him. He's doing a good work in your heart, and your soul, and your mind in this season. And, and submit to that work. Submit to what he's doing as he prepares you to be a husband or a wife. Now I remember shortly after I had moved to uh, Colorado Springs, which I moved from western Kansas. That's pretty exciting territory out there in western Kansas. Uh, So I moved out here, and I joined the staff at New Life, and I was single at the time, but again, I had this strong desire to get married, and it's like, God, what is this going to look like, and and really praying. Uh, One day after church, I went home, and I was tired. It had been a full day of ministry, and I laid down to take a Sunday afternoon power nap. Aren't those the best? Come on. Yeah, Charlie knows it. Glorious, glorious. Sunday naps are the best. And so I laid down. I was comfortable. I was about ready to fall asleep. And then God impressed this idea on me. And the idea was to get up to go buy some cheeseburgers at Wendy's and drive downtown and feed the homeless. Now, my first thought was, that's not God. That's not God. God would not want to wake me up from a glorious nap on a Sunday But I realized it was God. Because I couldn't deny, I recognized his voice. The heavens didn't part. I didn't have goosebumps. But I knew deep in my heart, this was God asking me to do this. Now, he wasn't forcing me. He wasn't grabbing me and saying, you will do this, so let's go. He he proposed it as an idea. He said, hey, what if, what if you'd get up, go get some cheeseburgers, and go and feed the people at Acacia Park. Now, the last thing I felt like doing was was getting up. But I got up, I went and I got these cheeseburgers, and I was driving down to the park, and I wasn't even praying. I was just just driving. I don't even know what I was thinking about. And the whisper of the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And he said, Gabe, I hear your prayer for a wife. He said, I'm preparing you because if you want to get married, you better get used to doing things you don't feel like doing. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes, Lord. But that was one of the ways that God was preparing me to step into a role uh, as a husband. And I didn't realize it at the time, but he, he takes his, his job as, as preparer, chief preparer, really seriously. And if I, if I were to walk through that season again, I would still be thoughtful about characteristics in a life and, and desires that I have. That's, that's important. But I would be less focused on that and more focused on the work God was doing in my own heart to get me ready for those things. So I want to ask you a question. What is God doing in this season of your life to prepare you? What areas of your life is he wanting to grow you in and get you ready to be a better husband and better wife? Because again, he takes it really seriously. This desire that many of you have to get married, that desire is stronger in God's heart. Where did that desire come from? It came from him. He gave it to you. And before he can answer that prayer, he wants to make sure you're ready so it doesn't become a train wreck. You know, I have the privilege of, of sitting with couples every single week, and, and doing marriage counseling, and my heart breaks at where some of these couples are. Marriage is an amazing gift. It is God's idea. It is, it is such a gift from him, but it's hard work. And it's tough. And there will be days where it's like, God, are you sure this was your idea? But if we'll learn more and more to yield to what he's doing in us, we'll experience the gift that marriage was always intended to be. So again, how, how is God preparing you? What is he doing in your heart, your soul, your mind to get you ready to be a husband and a wife? I can just tell you that uh, the more you learn to forgive now, the better spouse you're going to be. Because that's part of marriage, is learning how to forgive. And so in the season of life, how do, you, how do you grow in your ability to forgive? Well, first of all, you grow in your understanding of how much you've been forgiven. I mean, if you take this really serious, that Jesus endured the brutality of Roman crucifixion, blood spilling over his face to forgive you, And if you you take that serious and you allow the truth of that to sink so deep in your heart, so deep in your soul, that you know you're forgiven, it is so much easier to offer that forgiveness to other people. Right now, grow in your ability to be a person who forgives, who's quick to forgive. Another area that I would strongly encourage you to be serious about is growing in your understanding of your identity, who you are as a son and daughter of your heavenly father. Because the more you understand who you are as a son and daughter, you're going to step into marriage secure and healthy. And the healthier two people are individually, the healthier the marriage is going to be. Get serious about finding out what does God say about you? What is is true about you and who you are as a man and who you are as a woman? And on each table, uh, we put some uh, scripture verses, who I am in Christ. There are 32 different verses about identity. And I want to encourage you and challenge you. Sink your teeth into those scripture verses about identity. Begin to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is he saying about you? Because I guarantee for every person in this room, the enemy has been lying to you about who you are. Jesus calls the enemy the accuser. And he's been accusing you about you. He's been saying things about you that simply aren't true. And I'm convinced for every man and woman here that if you were serious about really growing in your understanding, there would be some things that Jesus would reveal to you about you that would probably shock you in a good way. That would be so true and so refreshing for your heart to hear. You'd probably say, "No, really, God, that's really how you view me." So that's that's an area that uh, get serious about your identity now. Another area to be really serious about in a season of preparation is with purity. And some of you are like, "Oh no, this is going to get real uncomfortable." Hey, we can be honest. If you look at our culture and, and what people are dealing with regarding pornography, it's no joke. And one of the things I see often as I sit with couples is many times uh, people have struggled with pornography for such a long time and the, the lie they believed was if, I was if I got married, this would go away. And so they bring pornography into the marriage and destruction is coming into the marriage. So what I tell every young man and every young woman, get serious about dealing with pornography before you're married. There are some amazing counselors in this city. I realize that everybody has a story, and, and it's not just as easy as saying, okay, stop. I understand for many people it's, it's deep, and it's been happening for years, but, but God will meet you in that place. When I was 21 years old, I was caught up in that. I was struggling with that. And I, I've done a lot of things wrong, but one of the things I did right is I dealt with pornography before I got married. And I'm so glad that I did. And I found God's grace and God's kindness in an amazing way, and I've been free for about 15 years from it. And God met me in that place of grace and kindness. And that's what he'll do for every single person who is serious about purity before marriage. Okay, just got really quiet in here. All right, here's here's the third uh, area. The third thing I, I know now that I wish I would have realized uh, in this season, and that's don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The scriptures have so much to say about not walking in fear. 2 Timothy, we have not received a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Romans 8, we have not received a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear, but we've received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father, and over, over, over it again, the scriptures say, don't be afraid, fear not, for I am with you. And so in this season with you know, there's the risk of rejection. There's the risk of putting yourself out there and having the other person not be interested. I wish I would have not been so afraid to step out of my comfort zone and meet people. Because at the time, it's like, whoa, that would be uh, really painful if I put myself out there and I was met with a big fat N.O. But now that... I've got some years looking back. Some of those stories, when I experienced that, are actually funny now. They weren't funny at the time, but they're funny now. And that's something that, for all of you, as you get older, you'll look back and you want some good stories. It's okay if you ask somebody out and they say no. It's just part of life. But I wish I would have taken more risks. I wish I wouldn't have been so afraid to step out and meet people and have fun. Yes, be wise. Yes, be pure, but have fun. Don't be afraid. Step out. See next week the mingle, the two-minute mingle is gonna be very different in here, huh? <laughs> I'm so glad my wife was was courageous. Now when I say I'm gonna embarrass her, this is the story. She does not like this story, but she gave me permission to tell, her this, to tell you the story. And uh, usually when people ask how we met, I, I give a short answer. I say through mutual friends. But people that we really trust, we give the full story. But I thought, you know what, I'll give you the full story. I'll give you the full story this morning. And so this is what happened. I was, I was 24 and... As I've already mentioned, praying for a spouse, a wife. I didn't know Ashley. And one day, out of the blue, I get this message from a woman I've never met before that came through MySpace. See, I told you I'm not a young adult. I had a MySpace account. (laughs) So... Uh, So, I opened up my MySpace one day, and here's this message from a woman. Now, here's the problem. I should tell you this. The profile picture was Ashley and another woman, and I didn't know who she was. And in my opinion, I thought there was a big difference. I was like, well, okay, who are you? (laughs) Are you on the left or the right of the picture? (laughs) Hey, I was immature. Or maybe I'm just truthful. But I, I figured out who she was. And uh, she had introduced herself. And the reason why is because uh, my best friend in college started dating her best friend. So, my story about Through Mutual Friends, the, the brief version, is true. Uh, so, one day, her, her best friend came and said, Hey, I met this amazing guy. He's awesome. We started dating. I'm really enjoying him. And Ashley said, oh, can I see a picture of him? And she, or she said, I'd like to meet him. And uh, Ashley's friend said, well, he's actually out of the country on a mission trip in Spain, so let me show you a picture of him. So Ashley's friend pulled up MySpace and started showing Ashley pictures of, of her new boyfriend. And Ashley said, well, who's his friend? And so she had, this is my point. She had the courage to step so far outside of her comfort zone to randomly message this guy in Colorado Springs and introduce herself. Now, anybody who knows my wife, she is reserved. She is classy. She is quiet. And knowing her now, I'm like, how was that possible? And she said, something came over me. And I said, God, thank you so much. So I speak with passion when it comes to don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and meet people because who knows what God is going to do. Don't be afraid. And here's the last thing I want to share this morning. I've just offered some things uh, on a practical level. But what, I hear, what I'd like you to hear most is that there's no formula to this. There's no equation that you have to crack the code, and if you crack the code and do things right, then you'll meet the person and be happy in life. There's no formula, but this is what is true. We have a God who is so incredibly passionate about walking with you in an intimate way and leading you through the season of life. And the invitation is... Walk with me. Walk closely with me. And for some of you, you might feel like some things that you've done have disqualified you from that. Maybe deep in your soul you have this feeling that surely God would not want to walk closely with me. Maybe everybody else here, but not me. No, you're the person he's leaning into this morning. Because what happened on the cross is a big deal. It's significant. It's a big enough deal to wash your sins away. And I want to encourage you just close your eyes right where you're at. What I sense this morning is that God God wants to encourage you. Some of you have really been struggling and wrestling with this idea that you could be loved, and it just doesn't make sense to you. You hear somebody tell you that God loves you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep inside of your heart, you just have a hard time believing that. And what I believe God is saying to you this morning is, he refuses to stop telling you that he loves you. He refuses to back away from you because he loves you. And not only does he love you, but he likes you. You are his son. You are his daughter who he loves. And with you, He is well-pleased. And so, Father, I thank you for every man and woman here. They are your idea. They are truly alive because you thought of them. You knit them together in the womb. You fashioned them just how you wanted them. You breathed life into them and you are committed to walking with them in such an intimate way. Father, may we all walk closely with you. May we learn more and more to trust in your timing and trust in your plans. May we learn to submit and cooperate with the work you're doing in our heart and our mind. And Father, may we walk in boldness. May we walk in wisdom and purity, but also with just boldness, where we're not afraid. Help us to view life as an adventure with you, God. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen.